let's let's throw the lever. Let's throw the lever to this to the um the notch, the c- the creativity notch. Okay. I wonder if it's a bad sign that I can't really identify what notch I should be moving the lever to. We just need to jump in. Feet first. Yeah, feet first. Or head first. I don't know. Whichever one's better. Whichever one you like best. Hey, so what did you, did you end up watching the entire stripped documentary? I didn't f- see the end yet. I need to watch the end. We, we need uh, to well, I, I don't think it's like um, seven, you know. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> you know, I don't think it's like. What if they were all ghosts the whole time? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's that kind of movie. Okay. What I saw like 90% of it and I thought it was fantastic. I'm yeah, gonna f- I'm gonna finish it up here in a, in a couple. Yeah, minutes. there was some interesting stuff in there. A lot of uh, handsome young people. Yeah, there at the end, it was very, very interesting and humanizing treatment of our forebears. Yes, yeah, I thought that was that was cool. Yes, it's it's a truly sympathetic tale. Yeah, the um, the switch, especially with just the advent of the newspaper, and its you know obliteration. Like that's really spooky, and the the idea that like I heard, I heard the guy talking about like he won like he won the lottery, yeah, right. He he got syndicated, and then what it meant to be syndicated was you know deprecated. Everything <laughs> crumbled around him, yeah. right? Yeah, that is a that is a human story. Yeah, and I can appreciate the human aspect of that story now, um, but when I was younger, you know, as a generality, those people thought that we were crazy or idiots or acted or, or, or like rats in the belly of a ship. Well, they still think that. Well, yeah, but it, but now it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Anymore. It's okay for them to think that because it literally means nothing. Yeah. And has no effect on any uh, earthly force. Yeah. Right? But I still find that, I, st- I find their story incredibly just very real. It's a compelling story. Yeah, it's absolutely a compelling story. It's, it's like anything else. It's like, well, every time, <laughs> every time I put a, a comic strip on this mystic altar, <laughs> right? You're the syndicate. Yeah, I, I get yeah. Mo- money comes out. Yeah, and it's like, you, what do you mean you don't believe in mystic altars? Yeah. Well, I have a problem with mystic altars. It's that I I doubt their permanence. Right. Yeah, and it's like you know, to a certain extent, they wouldn't you know. No strip I put on a mystic altar ever would have. <laughs> no money would have been generated by the mystic altar for me <laughs> under any <laughs> circumstance. So maybe my atheism as regards mystic altars is. <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably informed by something, sure. So last night I got a code for the early access to Elder Scrolls Online. So just real quick, I just want to make sure that our listeners have all the information that they need to understand the conversation. So these are the these are the oldest scrolls. What? The the scrolls that are being referred oh, to. Elder scrolls? Yeah, they are these scrolls fucking they go back. I'm talking about yeah, I'm talking about the MMO. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying like if somebody's listening to the podcast, like what scrolls like what they're like the, they the Elder Scrolls. Yeah. But now they're online. Exactly. They're not some rambunctious. Some upstart know. scrolls? Yeah, they're not some tween scrolls. No. Like texting their friends. Like this is, you know, this is an established scroll. Now, please continue. Uh, it's, I didn't like it. I hated it. 
What's that? I hated it. I, I I tried once in the beta to like it, and I hated it, and I thought, I'll give it another shot now that I have the code, you know, the final version, and yeah. I still hated it. The final countdown? I just can't bring myself to play it for more than 45 minutes or so. It's so goddamn boring. Yeah, I think that... I mean, I, I didn't spend a lot of time with it because, I, I you know, as far as MMOs are concerned, I don't, I don't think spending time with unreleased MMOs is useful. Yeah. You know, I remember when we spent we spent a bunch of time on the Star Wars one and we enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But that was all content that we couldn't play, you know, when the game came out or we couldn't keep it. Like we couldn't keep that bounty hunter character which we enjoyed quite a bit. Right. But I'm not going to play through 17 levels of that again. Yeah. Right? It's just it's not a good time investment and it it's not representative of release. Yeah. You know, even if everything was even if everything was exactly the same, the influx of people is you know it changes things. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I I just I don't I don't think as a as a generality that's a good investment of our time, which is not infinite. So I didn't spend a whole lot of time with it. What I saw sort of split the difference between MMOs uh, generally and uh, sort of their take on the Western RPG. Yeah, but I, uh, MMOs are a very tough sell for me anymore, and I wish that that I wish that that weren't true. I wish that that weren't true. Yep. Yeah, I want like when I when I think about when I think about those just revelatory fucking experiences with groups of people, even even strangers, even helpful strangers, like that time. You know, I'm not even referring to a specific time. I'm referring to a moment just in the in the continuum but like there's a big wolf and it's like biting your ass and then this resplendent fucking ultra priest yeah <laughs> busts out of the brush you know what i mean yeah i mean some of my my best moments in gaming come came out of wow but you'll never get wow again you know you'll, you'll never get everything was new then I've I've collected. Well, it wasn't all, new I mean, for I, me. I, I opened a thing last night and got like a fetid, like a rotten scalp. I mean, I don't know what I got. Like I got some dumb shit. Some <laughs> kind of scalp. <laughs> I got like, or no, it's like a rotted hide. That's what it was. It was like a rotted hide. Oh, it, 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 you got a crisp basilisk urethra. <laughs> I did. And you decided that you didn't want it. No, I didn't want it. But if I'm gonna get these crisp basilisk urethras, I need to do it in a. In a in a place that is at least entertaining to look at, and I've just never liked their their visuals. Yeah, I think that I think that a lot of people. I'm I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, I think that a lot of people do like their sort of realistic fantasy look. Yeah. Um, certainly, like in that Game of Thrones continuum, right? Sure. Like, uh, there is mysticism and there's magic. Obviously, people are throwing fucking fire, right? But it it does look like somebody made most of it. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of thatch. Yeah. So, but that's, but that, you know, being able to accurately render something realistic, that I strongly suspect that that's not something you would consider a virtue. That's a zero for me. Yeah. It doesn't give you what you need. Yeah, I mean, it, I was fighting a skeleton last night, and it just looks like a skeleton. That oh, I was just going to say, it, it looks like a skeleton, right? It just looks like a skeleton. I mean, it looks like the skeleton that would come with the modeling pack, right? Like, like its accuracy 
is like, a, is a point against it. Everything in there to me looks like clip art. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all boring. Well, it's re- yeah, it's regular, it's real stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, but people, that that shit is huge. Oh, it's absolutely huge. Like that's why I tried it again. But what I think, you know, what I think we need. Um, and I'm not saying that we can necessarily do it today because she wasn't in there. What we need is Jamie. Oh, she likes that game. Oh, man. Well, she doesn't just like it. She's got fucking masks and shit yeah. in her office. Like, she she is that person. Like, if somebody was going to if somebody was gonna dig in there, if somebody was going to know, uh, if somebody was going to sort of use words of power unironically in a conversation, yeah, it's probably... Jamie and so I'd love to I'd love to know what the um what the enthusiast like what the fan thinks yeah um because because none of the things that you've mentioned there they're gonna are gonna go against them on that no that's what that's the thing right they're they're gonna play it expressly for the reasons I hate it yeah and for me and they're they're not gonna play Wildstar for the same reason right like I look at Wildstar and I go oh my god like I that game is beautiful. Well, and they've only and Wildstar has only gotten more Wildstar, yeah. In the intervening period, like races, you know, we never saw. And again, like we played some Wildstar, and we didn't play much. No, because I want to be able to play it. Because I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to eat that ahead of time. Yeah, I want to have that when it comes out, and it comes out hot and fresh. And they're they've got a ton of. I think that their multiplayer is going to be. Like I don't know if you saw any of the stuff about their competitive multiplayer. It looks fucking strong. Yeah, that never it, really interests me. Like I'm not well, a PvP. Generally guy. speaking, like I didn't super like arenas. Yeah. Right. I mean, you did arenas for uh, credits and reward, right? For a while, yeah. Yeah, you were a lieutenant. Well, that wasn't arenas. That was uh, battlegrounds. Sure, but it's it's the multiplayer component, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you like to you like to fight other people when there was a context, a regu- a straight up deathmatch with those characters probably isn't going to appeal to you. No, I like Battlegrounds. So. Yeah, exactly. And Battlegrounds also have unique custom art. Right. Right. Um, and this, it's, a, it's you know, while you know, Wildstar is based on that sort of template system, where essentially it's it's almost like a like a war game in some ways, where in real time you're laying these templates of damage or other effects. But in multiplayer, those enemy templates are visible to you. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's reactive. Like it's much more like an action. It's it's sort of like a. It's f- that game is fun to play. Well, it, well, it's it it ticks boxes that we would associate with games. Right. That they're challenging and reactive. And you know, ESO does some of that. Like I saw a couple enemies last night that showed like a little cone of damage that I had mm-hmm. to move yep. out of. I saw that too. And then, but it, it's also a, it's a much more direct. Like its combat is a little bit more direct too. Yeah, I got my first. You know, you get your first power, your first skill, and uh, you know, in WoW, I'd be I'd be excited to see what the next skill looks like, or in or in. Uh, you know any of the other ones that I've played recently, like yeah. Wildstar is the same idea. Like, what's this cool effect gonna be? What's it gonna look like? And it's like all my guy did was just like stab forward. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I think a lot of people. One of the differences, right? I think that a lot of people are gonna play this from a first-person perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is distinctive. And like Guild Wars, you know, like rose petals, rose petals will fly out. 
you know, there'd be a, a cool neon effect trail after the sword. My guy would do an awesome pose. Oh, I think I think Guild Wars, Guild Wars, has a very Guild Wars has a good thing going. Yeah, like visually, they have a good thing going because that stuff it's it still feels solid, but it's still sort of dreaming. Yeah, right. It's very it's it's still reaching. There's some hard. style. Yes, I just need some style. Yes, but but at the same time, you could live there. Yeah, but um. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Never mind. But I know there had been talk internally of an ESO, like people getting into it and playing as an office. Well, yeah, people. They. I just don't know if I could. Well, do what that. they want. Actually, I do know. I can't do that. Well, what they want, they want to be together. What they want is WoW again. They want those raid nights where we all played together and had a blast. And I don't know that you can ever get that back again. Yeah. Until I'll, they release WoW two. Well, I think that I think that's what the the new expansion is trying to do sure. like w when they go back and redo every model yeah right it's like it's so funny because wow came out in the era where people were occasionally people were still trying to do sequels to mmos uh-huh which never made sense yeah right yeah. <laughs> it was it was never a good plan yeah but yeah i mean I, I think that they have the money it's like 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 cataclysm right yeah they went back and redid the main map altered the initial progression it's there's a relation there. But we need, like, a bunch of strips. Yes. I agree that we need a bunch of strips. But we also need a strip, you know, for Wednesday. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, we have to do five ahead of time, but we also actually just need to do our regular jobs. What if Gabe and Tycho get sucked into their favorite video games? <laughs> I don't think other people might not know <laughs> that this is a common joke. It's sort of like, it's like the well. It's, yeah. Like, okay, listen to this. <laughs> what if Gabe and Tycho get sucked into their favorite video games? <laughs> Which, I mean, as much as we make fun of it, that happens all the time. We do it all the time. But to <laughs> actually say it out loud is ridiculous. Yes. To go into a strip with that idea. Uh, but a storyline would probably be useful, don't you think? As a tool? Yeah. So then... So you're describing a scenario, if you will, mm -hmm. where we do a storyline? Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it would make it easier. Right. Well, ostensibly. Well, yeah. It, <laughs> it depends on the storyline. But so you're saying, like, try to build the five strips around that core? Well, the problem is that one of them is going to happen at PAX, and we have to draw it on stage. So that one would be outside the storyline, right? Uh, well, not necessarily. It it has happened in the past where we have run the pack strip later. That's true. We could do that. There's no reason, Mihael. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason that we couldn't just slot that later. I mean, if the work is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Su you know what I mean? It's not super relevant. You know, we we invented the entire goddamn thing. If we want to, <laughs> if we want to arrange it in some other way, okay. we're not, we're not going to get in trouble. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're not going to get in trouble, Morkel. So, in terms of a storyline, our hands on the tiller. In terms of a storyline, so many options. You know? I know, right? It's so rich. So rich. I mean, anything could happen. You know, Gabe and Tycho could get sucked into their favorite video oh, game. Just as, <laughs> let me throw out one <laughs> example, Michael. <laughs> so we have all the loose concepts but those are all for single player i mean they're for single strips yeah they're for individual one-offs i mean is there 
is there anything in Thornwatch? Uh, and the only reason I'm asking is because I think maybe there might be something in Thornwatch. Right? You mean in-world or, or out-of-world? Like Oh, no. no. Oh, you're scared that I'm going to make you draw the airwood. Yeah. I, no. I, okay. No, no, that's not... <laughs> you're like, well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, mister. No. I don't mean like a story story. That would require work. And that's that's obvious. Like it's if it requires work, that's probably not my suggestion. Okay. What I'm saying is that you have undertaken a pretty profound level. Uh the the last few weeks have been pretty much like daily lunch meetings. Yeah. With this stalwart crew of yours. Yeah. That I am more or less peripheral to and I find it very interesting to watch. And I wonder if there isn't something in those in those situations. I mean, to my mind, I'm thinking about like the because you're also testing it with new people. Yeah, we had another big test this weekend. That's what I mean. I and mean, then it the is, it's taken up it's taken up a lot of your life force. It is, yeah. Right. Um, I'm working late most days on it. Yeah, uh, and so working on the weekends on it. Right. And then you never stop thinking about it. Yeah. So, uh, seems like there could be a synergy there. I don't know. Like it would like the synergy powers in my game. I was just gonna say, not unlike the synergy powers in Thornwatch, which leverages the momentum system. I mean, we had a, uh, you know, I'll call it a discussion Who after did? the test uh, la- on Saturday, when we stayed for probably an hour and argued about a single card. Which card? Uh, the blade's trail of blood. Oh, about number of attacks and how it's resolved? Number of attacks, how it's resolved, wording of the attack. Like, you know, we have we have Faelauer and Kenneth in there who are, I, you know, I would describe them as power gamers. So when you write a rule, it's very easy for Faelauer to say, well, if I wanted to take advantage of that rule, I could read it this way and I could, I could do X. I could do oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What they do is, I mean, and generally speaking... You know, in my experience, and this is this is not this is not meant to be, you know, a, an assessment of their character or like who they are or indeed how they were raised. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it's asshole behavior. Yeah, they they break games on purpose, right? And it's like so. It's like oh well, what, well if I did something immoral, and it's like well, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's not. That's not how that isn't how I that isn't how I do that stuff. No, I I would play a game in the spirit of the rules. Yeah, I try to take it. I mean, obviously, I try to do the most I can while still remaining, you know, as fair as possible. And I'll I won't take the plus if I don't feel like I've earned the plus. And it's like in um, it's like in uh, War Machine. Yeah, there's a lot of weird situations in War Machine that I don't see described in the book. Absolutely not. Because we're talking about physical objects, and well, that's why you have you end up with something like Pax East rules. You you end, you end up with what is you know colloquially referred to as Pax East rules. People playing fast and loose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like where they they measure, but not yeah. really. <laughs> they sort of point at units. Yeah. Um, right. And so, because that's a little bit outside of my experience. Like I just don't I don't think of it like I'm trying to 
when I play a game, I'm trying to work with the other person and the system in a cooperative way. Right. It's the only thing I like about games, <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that they allow for novel forms of collaboration, even with a nominal opponent. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, when they do this kind of behavior and they're like, oh, well, if I was a total fucking a-hole, then this is how this is how I would do it. And it's like, well, all right, well, I would try not to play with you. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, you're writing the, the text for this trail of blood attack that's designed to target four enemies. Like, he moves a, through a path and gets to hit any enemy he's adjacent to along the way, right? It's like at the end of the first Cardboard Tube Samurai. Right. Chung, chung, chung. And then, you know, at the end you say, you know, resolve this attack against each enemy you are, you you come, the wording we had was like, you come into adjacency with, like, you had all this crazy language. And then Mike's like, well, that means I could attack 20 people because this attack says I can attack four. And if I resolve this attack against each person I come into contact with, then I'm actually attacking, you know, 20 people. And it's like, no, I don't mean it. It's not the way it's supposed to be played. And that's a ridiculous thing to think. Why would you think you could do that? But someone would could make that argument. No, no, exactly. And that's that's why it's vital. So then we it's, that's you know, why it's vital that they're here. So then we bang our heads against the table for an hour, you know, for this one card until the, the wording is Nonsense. Nonsense. I'd love to see I'd love to see a fight that had twenty characters you could actually attack. Sure. I'd love to see what that made the momentum deck look like. Yeah. That would be a lot of hit points. <laughs> Long story short. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough that's a tough group. <laughs> that's a tough row to hoe. So did you resolve it? Yeah, I, I I came up with a solution that that everyone at least agreed with for now. I mean the the, the I've sort of decided, you know, I, I've I've had to step more into the role of when a, when a final decision needs to be made, I need to have the confidence to say this is the way I want it to work, right? So I, I eventually we got to the point where I said, this is what I want the attack to accomplish, right? This is what I want the end result to be of this yes. attack. How do we mechanically make the attack do that now? Yeah, it wasn't until I met like our dungeon master in that campaign I played a while back. He, he worked at uh, Wizards of the Coast. I mean, he wasn't high up there or anything. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we have a ter the term developer means something specific inside that structure. Yeah. And a developer is not a designer, right? Sure. I didn't really I didn't really understand that distinction until he broke it down for me. But designers come up with the the, the basic concepts. Yeah. Like the basic interactions, the big picture, and then designers basically have to bang their heads on it so that it's works slash operates in line with intention. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of the intention stuff. Like, so we'll see someone play a series of cards, and then they'll be like, okay, that was cool. <laughs> but is it our intention that they be allowed to do that? Yes. That's a cool game that they're playing. Is, is it, it our this game? game? <laughs> is, is that Thornwatch? Right. Sometimes it's yes. A lot of times it's no. Yeah. But like I say, there's so much, there's just so much interesting stuff there. It seems like it's very present in mind. And I wonder if there isn't, I wonder if that isn't trying to communicate something of value to us. Sure. Right? So, yeah, I, it seems like that could be interesting. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, definitely the process of watching people play this this game has been interesting. 
<laughs> it's like because to me, and I bet I I strongly suspect that this happens to you on occasion, is that your inner your inner dialogue is distinct from your outer dialogue. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like when I'm talking to Ronya and she has got a pair of scissors and then I'm just I'm looking over at the like the craft table and I can see that she is just shredding her skirt. <laughs> yeah. Not making a craft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a craft table. Like that zone is designated for a specific type of task. Yeah. It is at any rate, I want to make sure that you understand there's no place in our home to just ruin is, your clothes. That is designated a shirt uh, a skirt shredding area except for my own room. Hey oh. Ho. Ho. Even there. You don't shred them them skirts, yo. Well, I I'm I strongly suspect that would be frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, well, cause then, cause then there'd be all these shreds everywhere. Right. I'd have to clean them up. Yeah, I've sh I've shredded my fair share of skirts. Yeah. In my day, if you know <laughs> what I mean. As, <laughs> as a young man. No. No, I've never shredded a skirt in any context. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Long story short. Not even as a euphemism. <laughs> I, <haven't laughs> I mean, I, I want to make sure that everyone understands. That the the all these skirts remain contiguous yeah <laughs> it's just one skirt um so let's see yeah man i i i think that that would be an interesting that by itself would be an interesting strip and you could get a strip out of what's going on within mm -hmm. and the actions you might like to undertake but are are unable to as a result of society yeah the rules that we have established, right, to to make murder more infrequent. Yeah, but it's also your thing. Maybe it's very private. I don't know. Uh, it's not. Nothing is private. Yeah, There's no I private things. I think we could do okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my mind towards that for a moment and see see if how it might fit into comic strips. You're gonna enter your mind palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie ran the Changeling Baby adventure the other mm -hmm. night. What I do you mean? She said that she needed uh, a quick adventure for a group. But but, uh, but wasn't she setting up a, her own campaign? Yeah, she, well, she needed one of these doors to lead to an adventure. Like, she needed something to happen. Oh, but how, I mean, how does she know about the Changeling Baby? Uh, she asked for a quick adventure, and I said, you should run the Changeling Baby. And she said, what's the Changeling Baby? <laughs> okay, because that's like the, um, that's the shorthand yeah. Right? I mean, technically speaking, it should be the royal changeling baby. Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever, jerk. <laughs> trying to, comp <laughs> trying to compliment your stupid adventure. Uh, yeah, it's the 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 changeling. So she ran the changeling baby, and she said that they loved it. They had a great time. Well, I mean, when you break down the changeling baby, like if you were, because, I mean, you, you, ran, you played it. I played it. One of her players just, uh, her, their wizard uh, used the rope trick to put the baby in a another dimension which to me doesn't seem fair um, like, as a DM I would not have allowed you to just place the baby in another dimension yeah I mean that it's <laughs> if this was a, a stock adventure like if you had purchased it there would be a little breakout box that specifically says the yeah. sorts of things you can't do to babies yeah is there oxygen in that dimension well there is I mean I Jim has been there like I have that I used rope trick in our last game 
Like it creates a little box of another dimension that you can exist in. You can hide in for a couple hours. Hmm. But the you, you can't just stick a baby in there by itself. Yeah, it's not a crib. No. You know what I mean? But I mean to you what I mean so how how did you break down the changeling baby for Jamie? Uh I said that your players start in a tavern. Um uh, mysterious, like like you should, like yeah. all adventures should. Mysterious figure bursts in, um, holding, clutching a baby, shoves it into the hands of one of the players, explains that it's important that it be kept safe, uh, and then immediately falls over with arrows in his back. You remember that image? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know you're b- immediately afterwards you're set upon by these bandits of some kind who are after the baby. Um. That fight, to me, the fun part of that fight is that the bandits will attack whoever has the baby. Yes. And so it's this sort of hot potato it's fight. It's hot potato. Where you're trying to pass the baby and fight these guys. So hang on a second. So it's not okay to put the baby into an alternate dimension, but it is okay to treat the baby as an edible vegetable. Well, I'm not saying it's not okay to put a baby in another dimension because it's like child abuse. I'm saying that it ruins the mechanics of the fight. Yes, yes. It's, not, it's outside of intention. Yeah, the point of that fight is to... Have this cool fight where you have to pass a baby around, right? If you don't, if you just put the baby in another dimension, then it's just another fucking fight. Uh, then there's a, a chase, a wagon chase, wagon chase. Uh, and with the Garrett wires, with the Garrett wires, Garrot wires. Yeah. Uh, and then oh, and I told her about the bookend. How it starts with uh, a a little girl asking a monk to tell her oh right the story again, and then the baby fights. Mm-hmm. And then it, it it's bookended. It's it got the closer where uh, the baby is the the baby from the story. The little girl is the baby from the story, and right. she is a changeling, and she cycles through each of the players' likenesses, right? Um, as he finishes the story. Yeah, I remember Kara liking that one. You, she loved that one. We yeah. had a cool crew, right? It was a it was it was a super good cross section of people who um, are old were old hands. And people who hadn't played yeah. yet. So anyway, I told her that, and so she ran it just based, you know, from my rough outline. And uh, they had a good time. That is super cool. I mean, what what brought it to mind? Are you trying to? Are you still in your mind palace? I am in my mind palace, and in my mind palace there are many doors. Doors. Yeah. And how did I get there? I started thinking about uh, Thornwatch adventures, running, running games. And then I thought maybe it would be interesting if, because uh, we've done D and D adventures before, but we've never had Anarchy run a game or be in a game like with her friends. I thought that was interesting. And then Anarchy running a game made me think of Jamie running a game. Right. And then that made me think of the Changeling baby. And then I spoke it out loud with my. That's right. So meat mouth. There's there's an interesting, there is an interesting play there. I think with um, with Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to set up. The kids on my block are uh, hungry for a campaign. It sounds like the beginning of a rap song. Well, <laughs> it could be. Um, uh, we could do a uh, full text search of rap genius. Um, but no, I, they they super want it, and I think that I think that I can operate a pretty convincing scam to teach a lot of of. Uh, math concepts with it sure if i do it correctly right if i keep if i keep everything situated narratively 
they'll be able to access their entire brains because it happens very quickly. As soon as they think that it's math, yeah, uh, it's like oh, yeah, they'll have they'll have no idea. Right, right. The hook for the campaign is sort of like um, the Pied Piper in reverse, where it's it's the kids get left. The kids are the only ones left in the town. Mm. It seems like that could be a... A bunch of kids would love that, yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, I think they're going to fucking lose their shit. Yeah. Because cause they, cause they know how everything should be run. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they've got the inside track. What if, we, um, what if we did a series of five strips that was someone running the Changeling Baby and, and we released it as a little adventure, too? That's interesting. I mean, I still have all my text. Yeah, you you must have that stuff, right? I mean, we could we could take another pass at it. You could take another pass at it and tune it. So I'm sure, like, I don't know if you're the same way I am, but when I when I write shit that I'm gonna run, it's pretty loose. Oh yeah, it's it's it was the night of a thousand hours. You still, ha- you still have it there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Goes in here, got some doppelgangers. Remember, because they come in there and you say because you told them that they would the people who come into the tavern. You were like, you were like, you know, just get your drinks, you know, and sit down. Uh, and they they had a different idea about what they should drink. Yeah. Yep. God, I even named the fucking cartmaster's horses. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jerry. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're a huge fucking nerd. That's what the problem is. Kurzwart. I named these fucking... <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. You always think, God, you always think you're getting better. You think you're, you think it's progress oriented, Michael. No. You think you're moving in a direction that. Steady decline. That <laughs> you think you're moving in a direction of greater valor. Nope. Ah, <sighs> Christ. Steady decline. And I wonder if there's a way to present it in such a way that it is a comic and also an adventure that you can run. I don't know. I mean, we, we did that with. But the vault of wind here. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't make that. I mean, you could theoretically take that and and try to run something similar with those core concepts. But I'm talking about more actual. Like, here's the dialogue. Like, here's like in the news post. Like, here's the read aloud. Here's the. Well, it would be pretty ballin'. Yeah, I'm no master of that um, monster creator though. No, I don't know that we have to make monsters up, but you say you use this, you know, use find some bandits or whatever, like... Oh, just handle the text? Handle the text. Yeah, because then if, if, if we weren't specific about the monsters, then people could do it at any level, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the bookends on it are important. You know, that, yeah. that's the... That's what really helps it. I don't know, I, I, even if it's just, you know, Anarchy running a and d adventure, I can see that being interesting, at least for a couple of days. So if, if Anarchy is running it, is it funny? That's what I'm trying to figure out, because I don't think of that story as super funny. No, it's not funny. It's not funny. I mean, could could we get away with a serious adventure for f- five strips? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know that people would appreciate that. I don't know. Maybe well, they well would. yeah, because it's, it's a tough one. And also, the, I mean, like, like I say, the tone of the adventure, the tone of, of the adventure does not lend itself to humor. But if you have, if it's if it's taking place at the table, yes, uh, exactly. Like uh, uh, the framing device, yeah, could allow that to happen. Yeah, like the whole idea. Like I, I want to use the rope trick. I want to put the baby. You well, exactly, you? exactly, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like the idea, like that power gaming stuff that came up earlier in the conversation. 
As soon as like, I've, I've got the baby, it's like I use I use my double handed strike. How are you holding the baby? The baby falls. The baby falls on the ground. God damn it! <laughs> oh yeah, and also the idea that that anarchy is of Tycho's stock. Yeah, if she's picking up stuff like that. So she's, but she's running it, right? Yeah, she's running. It. Like she's she is a hard. Yeah, you use your you use your double handed strike. Yes, the baby falls on the ground. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, one of the doppelgangers. Ten second rule. <laughs> no ten second rule for babies. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like there's no ten second rule for babies, or it's like even just ten second rule. Yeah, ten second rule. It's pick hard it up, to pick know. it up. Ten second rule. Hold on, at your house it's a ten second rule. Yeah, what's yours? Five. Oh no, man, ours is ten second rule. Jesus fucking philistines. You know that they've done like scientific research, and there's no that food food increases in nutrition the it, longer it. No, it matters. It doesn't matter if it is a second. <laughs> <laughs> it is the same amount of filth. It's the same amount of of uh yeah nightmarish filth. Yeah, we were at we were at Comic Con yesterday, and Noah dropped a fruit snack on the ground, and before I could even say don't eat that, he had picked it up and put it in his mouth, and I was just well, like, oh so, my but he, god. He picked it up. He didn't like lean over it and like hoover it. No, he picked it up and put it right in his mouth. And I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> this kid's gonna die. It's too late. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they have to. They get immunities from that stuff. Yeah. I mean, assuming they don't die. Assuming they don't die, they get immunities. You know yeah. exactly. Well, here, man, do you want to do the lunch thing, and then we'll come back to this after? Uh, yeah, I think that's pr- a pretty solid hook. Yeah, yeah. So then you have the then the text, like the news post text, um, draws liberally from. The yeah, it's your adventure. The, you, you just you could, you know, you could save yourself a lot. Of yeah, I was gonna say you do that part. That part, it's okay for it to be serious. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, for the rest of the piece, then you you come in and then you're doing all of the stuff that you would normally do either at the table or that we would do in looking at a serious topic. Sure. Right. Yeah. And then we just skip through because honestly that. The f- there's probably five story beats in the adventure. Yeah, the the initial, the the end, the opening. I I say the opening of tell me a story like, oh the framing device. Yeah, I think you can use the framing device the, the beginning. I think you have the end with the baby fight. Yeah, I think you have uh the wagon wagon chase, the uh temple. Yeah, the temple. And then wrap it up with another, maybe like a little out of character, how it went type of thing. Yeah. So five five strips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's that's one hundred percent legit. Okay. But when I cast the pot, it's like I cast the rod, giving it all like a motherfucker gas robot. I'm really cod. Today's fresh catch. I mean a podcast. Something about nets. Yes, it gets better when it's winter. I'm fettered by my fish gear. Catch and release. Get in that crease when my fish near. Talk about a plant best laid off that stray. And yes, I crave that tuna with his peck fins blade. But while I'm glistening from the whole sea, you better listen into TLC. I got that. I got that wild caught salmon. It's tender and it's moist. Downloadable content. A podcast of choice. Jesus.